This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So hey everyone and welcome to uh, this podcast, the live extra time phone-in show here on Always Walls Fan TV. Uh, we've gone for a Sunday night straight after the game, one tonight because it's bank holiday for everyone uh, tomorrow and um, we've already got quite a few watching already, we've got quite a few in the chat and we have got a, a bumper lot of fans that want to come on and have their opinions about uh, the game today, it's finished Wolverhampton Wanderers 1, Newcastle United 1, a Ruben Neves wonder goal um, cancelled out by um, Maximus, I hope I get his name, goal right at the end. Um, it Was it a game of two halves again? Can Wolves play for 90 minutes? It's 11 games without a win in the Premier League for Bruno Large. Are... Oh, People starting to doubt whether he's the man. Um, can you take positives from today? What are the negatives? Is there an issue with the substitutes? Uh, Wolves have to go and face um, a Bournemouth side that got beat 9-0 um, by Liverpool in their last game. Is this a must-win game? Wolves face um, in the next two games Bournemouth and then Southampton. Very interesting to hear your views um, on this. And we're going to kick off the show today with uh, my good pal and friend, uh, Manny. Hi, mate. Thank you for joining Hi, us. Hi, how you doing, Dave? Um, uh, thank you for having me on the show. And um, good evening to everybody watching. Good evening. Well, we've already let us know where you're watching in the world because we always uh, are interesting. Uh, where that Carl Whitehouse is always saying it's the longest winless streak since March 2013, and that was in the Championship, which was a run of 12. Manny, how are you feeling? Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, you know what? It's been a few hours, obviously, since the game, and um, uh, your opinions straight after it um, are sometimes a little bit different 
um, and then you have a few hours to think about it. Um, as a game as a whole, to be honest, um, I, was, I enjoyed the game. I thought it was, it was a great advert for Premier League. Brilliant, a brilliant game. Two very evenly matched teams. Um, Newcastle aren't any pushovers. They'll give everybody a good run for their money. Got very good, strong, powerful players. Um, and so, in that in that terms, it was a it's a very good classic knife edge game. It was never going to be one team or the other was going to run away with it. It was going to be a very close game, I think. Um, but the, the problem we had was obviously in the second half, we just got deeper and deeper and deeper. And you could see, you know, even though it was a mistake and it was a, a wonder goal, you could pretty much see it coming. And um, they definitely deserved a point. And, so, you know, their fans probably think they deserved a win with more possession, more shots and, and more of the pressure in the second half. So um, as as a, as a, a single game, if we look at it as a single game, it was a, a, just a really good game to watch, but a sickening game in, in terms of the way we went and managed it. And obviously, you know, the way it finished, um, which <laughs> head, in, head in the hands time that was, wasn't it, when that happened? Mate, absolutely. And to be fair, it did. I mean, they hit the bar in the 97th minute and then they had that free kick at the end, um, yeah. which was right on the edge of the area. And I was worried about that, but it was an, I'm so glad it was such a terrible free kick. It was a terrible free kick, but you know, let's give credit. Um, I know a lot of people are going to question Bruno, his subs, um, his tactics, and quite rightly. But I, I do want to concentrate on. A few positives as well uh, after a few hours of, of thinking about it. First of all, we've got the best player I've ever seen in a golden black shirt, and his name's Ruben Neves. Oh, know. mate, he was brilliant. Literally yeah. ran the show start to finish, defending, running through players. He literally, you know, got his body in the way. He, his passing was sublime. Um, obviously, scored a wonder goal, sent the Fans wild, um, his that ping across to Guedes, you know, um, and the first time across where Neto just missed. You know, we had we did have good moments, but we didn't have enough. So, um, at home at Molyneux, we should be performing more, um, goal threatening chances like the ones never uh, sorry, Neto had, and then Nunes had that header that went over. You know, those type of situations. I like the look of Nunes because he gets into the box. Yeah, he makes those late runs, doesn't he? He's always the second person in the box, and he was breaks his neck to get in the in the in the box. So those are the positives. Nelson Semedo, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, uh, blocked everything. Um, you know, literally until that last minute volley, which you know, let's be honest. Uh, Saint Maximin is is a little bit like Traore. He, if he, he'll either hit that and go, goes he can hit the corner flag or go top pot. Yeah, yeah, top corner. And to score a worldly worldly like that, you know, was a, a brilliant finish. You have to give him credit for that. But literally, he was marked out the game. Um, Chris Wood wasn't really seen. Our centre halves had him. Quite and, and Chris well Wood has got a great record against Wolves as well. Yeah, so you know, there was lots of positives. It was just the style of play. We had Guedes and Neto. Doing good things. Um, I really look like the look of Guedes. I think he's got a cross on him as well. Yeah, he's got a good pass. He's got a good understanding. And remember, he's only really been here for a couple of matches, so that will grow with time. But the biggest talking point 
today, tonight, is when we were under the cosh and they're putting a bit of pressure on and there's about 15, 20 minutes to go, you look at the manager, the five substitutions we got, and literally no one in the crowd would have put Huang on. Now, I'm not here. I'm not here to slight and crucify Huang. He doesn't pick himself. No, him, he, he right? does buy the manager cookies, though. Yeah, let me let me tell you this: if somebody is suffering uh, mentally, physically, um, don't put them in the firing line. You know, when Raúl gave him that penalty the other day, it was a horrific decision by Raúl to let him have that penalty because you're literally killing him if he misses it. So you're putting him in a place of jeopardy and he needs to get out. He needs to get out of the first team environment and just find his head again. Because let's be honest, every time he makes a mistake or misplaces a pass, some of the things the crowd were saying was horrific, you know, and Nunes misplaced a pass afterwards. Nobody said anything then. So he's in that situation. So why would you put him in that, that situation time and time and time again, when you know the guy is suffering, get him Mate. out. We've got we've got options. So Traore was the obvious option to carry us forward. Our most threatening uh, part of the second half was when Neto broke and squared it to Raul, and Raul scored, and then it was given uh, for a foul. Quite rightly, it was a foul. I've yeah, and I watched that. it back after he yeah. pushed. Him yeah, it was a foul. So you know, but that showed that how we could carry our attack forwards by introducing if we were going to take Neto off put someone like Traore on if we are clearing the ball his pace and the centre-halves you know wouldn't want to face that type of pace that late in the game Mate, so, I, uh, I absolutely agree with you because I, well, this is what I was saying after the game when when he made the substitutions for one I thought the substitutions were too late it was yeah. a warm game. We were clearly under the cosh. Yeah. Um, you know, we were starting to fade, just like we seem to be doing in every single game. It's like two years, the last two years, we've been great in second halves. This year, we seem to have a good first half, and then we fade. And like I said exactly this, and I agree completely with what you're saying. Why yeah. you put Swang on um, and puts him into that position? If you'd have had Triori on, yeah, he might go on deadline day. Wang might go yet. But if you'd have yes. had Traore on, you've got someone, Newcastle would have had to kept an extra player back and we've got someone that can chase a long ball or run us up the field. Wang, yeah. what was he doing? I don't know why he was where he was. Um, virtually two yards from the um, from the touchline he, and it was a terrible clearance. Nine times it, You know ten, what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to crucify. It wasn't the, you know, it was a bad clearance, but it wasn't like he tried to put his foot and he just sliced it slightly. He slid off, yeah. He went out and it could have been clear. It could have easily fell to one of our players and it could have cleared, been cleared. And then, you know, nobody would have predicted on the volley, you know, a brilliant goal. And the thing is, everything he does at the moment is going wrong. 100%. So that's what, you know, and that that and that is recognised by the whole fan base. So why Bruno can't recognise that and take him out of the firing line? I always say, if somebody's suffering to that degree, take them out of the situation. Don't put them in again because you're actually more than likely going to make the situation even worse for them. And so you know that was a horrendous decision for me. Um, uh, and, and these sort of things have to be questioned, don't they? I think yeah, well, yeah. the whole fan base pretty much can uh, like, why did he bring Wang on? Pedentia, why did he not bring Triori on? 
you know, I, I had Dendonker and um, Traore in my mind. I thought those yeah. two would be the two bringing oh. on, and then he brought on Pedence and Hwang. And um, I thought, you know, we've took both wingers off, and I thought both of them actually, both you know, uh, uh, left and right forwards were doing really well. Um, so to change them both. Just seemed a little bit. Oh, honestly, I didn't think well, it was. Well, Neto well. was. I mean, you only saw just be, not long before that how he got up the pitch and okay, it was disallowed, but he still had a lot of energy in it. Martino's thirty-six years old. He's a fantastic player, but yeah. he's some. You know, you've got Den Donk we on there. Facing, we were facing. We were facing a hell of a lot of long balls and corners. So you know, having that extra height in the in the penalty area. But to be honest, we didn't need it because our defence. Literally cleared everything. I Let's did. be honest, we didn't until that last, you know, last ditch, and then we've dropped our heads and they've hit the bar. They didn't really break through at any time. You know, everything was corners or or free kicks, and they're trying to uh, the win win the scraps from there. So our defence again were brilliant. I thought they were brilliant. The, the full backs were brilliant. Jose Sar was fairly comfortable game, claimed everything, looked really secure. You know, um, the midfield. I thought we did okay, but it's just we have to create more. We have to carry the play further up. And that's, you know, whether that's confidence. So the players are going into their shell when they're one up thinking we haven't won for ages. Let's just hold on. Whether it's a mental thing or whether it's a tactical thing, only the team and Bruno Large knows. But time is short in the Premier League. You know, um, we'd ideally love every manager to have three or four years to get the perfect setup, but it doesn't happen anymore. You know, um, I'm pretty sure if this continues, you know, next week is huge because let's be honest, Bournemouth and Southampton, they're pretty much struggled this season, both of them. And we've got two games, six points there. And we pretty much are looking for six points. That's the Manny, where, where are you? Where, I mean, this is John Jones here. Um, why no discussion on getting rid of large? We all know why he got the job and it's not his CV. I don't know what he means by about the team get rid of the English player. I mean, he, he is 11 games without a win. Um, but yeah. I mean, no, I always, I, you know, it is 11 games, but it is 11 games. But, you know, we have to look at this season. So this is this season. That, that season's gone. So he's all the focus from the Wolves fans, I, I would have thought, was always on the board and always on Jeff Shee and Scott Sellers for not backing him. Now, with the players and the type of players that we've brought in, Collins, Guedes, you know, Nunes, really high quality, quality players. Obviously, we're linked with a couple more, which they're trying to get over the line over the next couple of days. So now the, the focus is going to shift. Yes, I feel for him a little bit because the players should have been brought in before because, you know, four games have gone past. Four decent games where we should be picking up points have gone past and we still haven't got the team that we want in terms of, you know, the forward areas. So, but the, sh the focus will shift because a hundred odd million pound will have been spent and it will be down to the manager then to get a style of play that um, even in defeat, if you're on the front foot, if you're creating chances, if you're playing good progressive football, then you pretty much, even in defeat, we'll say, OK, I can see us going places here. But unfortunately, we've seemed to, you know, still be in our shell, even with a back four. So he's got to sort that out. He's a manager. I'm not. We can only sing and shout. And, you know, I hope he gets 
backed to a certain extent, but these were the matches that we needed the points. We saw the fixture list. Uh, you know, this was as easy a six-match run as you're going to get in the Premier League. It's not going to. How get long would you? Um... How long would you give large if like we're I mean, in the ideal world Bournemouth and we don't beat Southampton, then we've got Liverpool and City. Do you think he's going to be here after the uh, international? I don't think he will be because we'll be rock bottom. Let's be honest, if we don't beat Bournemouth and we don't beat um uh, Southampton, say for example we lose both. Can you see him being you know six six games, only two points with Liverpool and City? So it means after eight games we will be rock bottom. That's what the situation will be. So you know, um, he's got he's he's got a big week, hasn't he? He's got a he's big. Got a massive week. Yeah. I think the Bournemouth game because I mean, like obviously they got tanked nine 0 by Liverpool. You know, yeah. they they kind of are the whipping boys of the Premier League. And if Wolves don't beat that, you know what the fan base are like. The pressure is yeah. going to really be on him. It's, I mean, I think not winning today would have took a I bit. Tell of you what, the other thing that concerns me about Bruno Large, and I said it when Kiana Hoover was, you know, banished and eventually got sold. He came out and he had a go. Got at home home. Out, hasn't he? Got and home. I thought to myself, Bruno, don't, you know, don't have a go publicly. Sort it out um, in the dressing room. Now, we've had another situation today, Willy Bolly. You know, yeah, that was and nobody, and, and nobody that. And nobody had a clue about this. Not, neither did the press. So Bruno decided to air this in the press again. Now, for me, sort it out in the dressing room and get rid of him. If he doesn't want him, get rid of him. You don't have to put it out to the press all the time because in a dressing room, not everything is always rosy. But your job as a manager is to deal with those situations and not not air your dirty washing all the time. So that concerned me that he yeah. talked about Hoover in that way and now he talks about... Willy Bolly, what he's done is disgraceful. And if he doesn't want to be there, get him out of there. But it still should be sorted out in-house. And he yeah, should it didn't just, need to be heard. Because, because all that does is focus the attention on the dressing room. Is he losing the dressing room? Questions well, start being asked. You know, Connor, Cody, Connor Cody, you know, suddenly started saying, I didn't feel like I wanted to be there. And that was like, you know, so you start asking questions, you know, and Morgan Gibbs-White didn't sign a contract. And Bolly didn't turn up. And, you know, so suddenly people will start and then we're not performing either. So all these things do get put together and it puts pressure on the manager. We don't know the answers, but I just think the way he deals with issues in how it should be in-house, sort them out, get, the, get rid of the player if you don't want him, bring him who you want, but don't have to air all of that, you know, like I said, the dirty washing in the public eye because... It sort of sometimes shifts the focus off you, Bruno. You know, what did you do today? Did you make the right substitutions? Did you make the right calls? And, and you know, trying to deflect it onto these issues which happen in dressing rooms. You know, we're not no different to any other one. So um, that concerns me. And obviously the results are there for everybody to see. If it doesn't improve, he's like any other manager. It doesn't matter if we've got Pep. Guardiola in charge. If we got Pep Guardiola, we ain't won for you know. You look at Steve Gerrard for Villa. You know they're all calling for his head as well. It's a results business, and we've got players. We can see the quality of the players we got. Yes, we need another striker, um, but we've got some brilliant. Yeah, Kilman, Collins, Saar, um, you know, Neves, Nunes. 
yes, but I, I do agree with somebody who's just said we have to give time, but time does run out very quickly as well. The Premier League's not a really big season. Remember, on November the 16th, it ends till the, the December the 26th. So literally in a couple of months, it's all over, man. <laughs> you know, and we're either bang in trouble or or we're okay. So these next two games are really, really important, really important to get minimum four points, but ideally six points. Yeah, I think we need a six. So um, I want you to give us um, your highlight of the day, your player rate, uh, player, man of the match and your performance rating, if you could. Highlight of the day is, is Neves' goal. I mean, you know, you can't top that. It's a brilliant situation. brilliant to see a goal being scored, you know, like that in the Premier League. That's the first Premier ball, League yeah. goal at Molyneux um, this season. So, and, and what a memorable one it was. And he was just, his sensational performance by him. Yeah, my man of the match, I'm V Neves, Neves, Neves. And I think most people will go Neves, but I'm going to give it to Nelson Smedo. It comes in. He was fantastic right tonight. He was know, fantastic. And had one of the hardest jobs after... St. Maximin ran Manchester City ragged last week and um, Smado marked him at the game. And, and, and it was 60 minutes on a yellow as well. Yeah, when he gets that yellow, you think, oh my God, but handled him so well. Um, Ruben Neves and Guedes really doubled up well as well and helped him out. But um, uh, top class performance by Nelson today. I agree with that. I, I, when I did my uh, my match reaction, it was like a real honourable mention. I gave it to Neves in the end, yeah. personally. I think yeah, most people will give it to Neves. And, so and, I just, and that one yeah. pass that he did in the first half, that yeah, yeah. that brilliant pass that he did as well. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. brilliant. Performance yeah, performance rating again. I, you know, I can't... At home, we want to win when you want to look. So it's... I mean, it's a six and it's it, because, you know, we sat deeper and deeper and deeper and it was almost like it's they're gonna score they're gonna score everyone we're literally hanging on so you know um we have to manage games better we're better than that our players are better than that we don't have to sit that deep in that position and if that's tactics then bruno needs to get them right yeah, someone said we were frightened at the end in the thing that we were well, I think I think that's, that's, that's the pressure of not winning yeah Confidence. So when you're only one nil up, had that second goal stood two nil, you would have seen a big sigh of relief. The oh, players yeah. would have just probably popped the ball about, and they would have been the Olays, and we would have won. I'm pretty sure, yeah. but it didn't get given. So you're still one nil. It's still a knife edge, and you know you have to um, somehow somehow you have to scrape a win. I'm not going. You know, when you look at Bournemouth, people are saying, "Oh, Liverpool has scored nine. Forget that. We've got a match to play. It's a 90-minute yeah. game. They're professional footballers. I'll take 1-0 off somebody's backside, own goal. No, you will take it by hook or by crook. We need to get a win. We need to get two points that's, on the board. The thing we have get to that be. off our back. Game. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And it is, someone's just said, too early to start judging. Yes, it is, but this has gone on in his capacity for, you know, like you said, about three months. Three months of actual football. Um, end of last season, start of this season, where those 11 games are relegation form and we're in the bottom three. So it's no coincidence. Um, we have to score more. We have to create more. Um, and, um, you know, we, I'm still hopeful. I'm still hopeful that we've got players. We have got players. And if we do get um, uh, Traore, then the next Tri Traore, Bubakar Traore and um, Kalajic, who's... Um, uh, 
you know, touted for us. We're interested tomorrow. to see what happens in the window, and we'll do a proper yes. podcast after that and then do a revisit our predictions. Tony yeah. Bernardo says too early start during the trusted process. Last year started worse, but I will say, no, it didn't, because yeah. at this stage we had three points. We'd won a game. Last year we had, we had a hard start last year. Tottenham Hotspur, Leicester away, you know. They, we they had a were, much more difficult yeah. start. Yeah, and we actually played in all three games, played fabulous football. So that's the yeah. difference, you know, and we need to get back to playing that type of football, front foot, putting teams back on the back foot and creating chances, and then we'll have, all have hope. We've got the players to do it. And, we, and what's your um? What would you? What's your superpower to finish off with? And, and just give every give me a plug for the next super, most. Superpower um would be to go forward one week and put all your minds at rest. <laughs> <laughs> I like I it. I would have known. I would have known what's happened against Bournemouth, Bournemouth, and and Southampton. No, um. So yeah, that'd be good to do. Just to go forwards, have a look, and then come back. So that'd be a superpower. Go. Forwards in time and Samosa Saturday, October the fifteenth, Nottingham Forest on the Saturday. Normal rules. Um, week before walk to Chelsea. Um, you know that's going to be a big man. I, I, still, I still cannot believe. I'm I neither. Like neither can I. That I'm going to walk to Chelsea in. Two I'll do the last. I'll do the last bit with the, yeah, <laughs> the rest. Last hundred meters, and and, and we'll, we can say you all walk with me. Yeah, you'll probably be crawling by that time. I probably will be. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah Mate, thanks, so, thanks ever so much for coming on. I always okay. talk a lot of things, people love hearing from you, and you make some yeah. great points. Much appreciated, mate. And Thank I hope you. to see you on the tennis court sometime next week as yeah, well. Hopefully, mate. And um, uh, have a good evening, everybody. And we, we can't do much more than keep the faith and, and hopefully, you know, we, we get the win on Wednesday and kickstart our season. Fingers crossed. Everything will be a lot more positive, hopefully, like you say, this time next week. Cheers, mate. Yep, cheers. So that's Manny, always making some great points. I do want to say a big thank you as well to Wolf Life for powering extra time where you can get your life insurance quotes uh, and you can enter the prize draw to win a Wolf shirt in the link below in the description so give that a check i'm gonna we've got already we've got such a fantastic uh, array of people in the green room uh next up i'm gonna go left to right so it's giuseppe hopefully he's gonna be awake and ready to go we're gonna bring him on hello all right hello, hello, mate. hello everyone yes i'm all right thank you yes you look like you're chilled out, man. You know, you're chilled I out. Am. I am. You're quite relaxed. You're not stressed at all. <sighs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I, I just literally don't know what to say. Well, I hope you do, mate, because you're on a, you're on a, a show here where we want your <laughs> opinions and your thoughts. Where have you watched the game today? I was... I'm a season ticket holder in J10, Steve Bob. And you're singing the Steve Bull. So come on, mate. Let's tell me how well, you feel it. Where do we start? Well, oh, he's sitting up now. He's getting into it. <laughs> yes. Well, I feel I'm quite disappointed, really, to be fair. But because we, that's the problem, though. We play, we play well the second half, the the first half, sorry, and then and then the second half, we just we just do we just drop. Yeah, we, we we just don't we just don't we just don't know what we're doing with the with the ball. Yeah, and it's just 
it's just it's, it's so frustrating. It's just so frustrating. Well, that was what I put on my uh, what I said. On, I don't know if you've watched my instant reaction yes. yet, but I put the yeah. headline frustrating. That's how, kind of how I felt. Frust frustrated because we couldn't get that win again. It, you know, yeah. it was a late goal, but we could have lost it again at the end. We, I know, you know, I know, we could. And you can't say Newcastle probably. I mean, Carl, if you're watching, put the put the uh, the stats up on the board if you yeah. will in the chat. We'll put them on. Probably Newcastle on the balance of everything deserved at least a point. And they yeah. got that point, but we, you know, we could have won it because because if if I get this wrong, someone please recreate me in the comments. I think Newcastle they had about twenty one shots on target. That's correct. Did they? I'll put it up in a minute. This Mister Stato. I think I think we got about ten shots. Did we on target? Yeah. Yeah, and well, ten shots. Well, it's not on target. It's ten shots on goal. Yeah. Newcastle yeah. with 21 yeah. shots on goal. I think it was something like five shots each on target, but Carl will put it up in the chat in a minute. We'll put all the stats. I know the possession yeah. was something like 60-something percent to lose. And I like, well. um, it's, it's just, I, I just don't know what we, we need. We need to see this sign striker. We can't, we can't, we can't keep on going like this. We need to sign a striker. Well, we've got a striker. His name's Raul Jimenez, but you need yes. another striker. Yes, yes. I thought Raul had, I didn't think Raul had a bad game today. I thought he played he, well. He did. He I played also all... thought he got he he, he bust a gut, lung busting run to yeah, get on the end of that Pedro Neto cross, which was ruled out. Yes. He played. he played well, but but like but but like like I said to my mate earlier, since he's had that injury, he's not the same player anymore. Yeah, yeah, no, he ain't, but I th I think I, I, I think it's too early to judge on this season because the two games that he played in the week yes, and last yes. week to come on and today, you know, I don't think he could have done much more, really. Yeah, I know, I know. I thought he had a decent game. He did, he did, he did. But, but yeah, so, but Ruben Neves, Ruben Neves, that goal, that goal was amazing. What a goal. It was a bullet, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, because I didn't actually see that goal. I went downstairs to get a, go and get a pint, and you and missed it. Why are you going downstairs whilst the game is on to get a pint? I don't know. And you miss. That's why you go to the football. You go. You you go for the moments of yes. sheer magic like that, and you're going to get a pint. Yes, I don't know. I, I don't know why I did that. Well, but, there's a lesson for you. Make sure yes. that you go at half. I'll probably go, I'll get in before the crush or the rush or whatever it is, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, like... a brilliant goal like that. But, like, that goal, that goal, it, it was it was a great goal. It was a great goal. So, what was your highlight of the game? Um, Of the day, or of the day? Um, that Neves goal. The Neves goal. Well, yeah, that's a, yeah. you could have good yeah. one to pick out for definite. And yes. your player, your man of the match. Mm, I don't know who to give it to. Um, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. I think uh, Nunes had a good game. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it Nunes. Nunes, fantastic. And your performance rating? I'm going to give it a six. A six. Now, uh, Giuseppe, what 
is what are you going to pick as your uh, superpower? Um, I actually don't know. I haven't got anything. You, you, you know, all of these powers that you could have, such as like to fly, to travel in time, to teleport, okay. to be strong, to be quick. Okay. Um, I would love to go back in time. So you're going to pick time travel. Manny wants to go forward a week. I think that's a good move because you can go forward a week. You can get the lottery numbers whilst you're out there as well. Yes. And then yes. You, you can put a, a, a not, you can go on super six or whatever it is and get all the scores, right? So you, you know, and you come back and you're, you're happy, but you want to go back in time. Now, as you want to go back in time, which I think okay. is a great one, because I, I'd love to go back in time to certain periods. If yeah. you have to pick an era or a year or a period to go back in time and spend uh, a month, where where would you go? What era, year, or or oh, or country? Um, where where would you go and when? Well, I'd love to go back in time. I'd love to go when I was when I was at the age of ten again. So you want to go to the age back to you only want I'd say like I'd love to go to ancient Egypt or to Rome or to I, see all of these sort of things. And you want to go back to when you're why ten? Because I'll I'll tell you this story. Yeah, okay. Um when when I was ten, my my cousin he took me he took me to an AC Milan game. Oh right, okay. And I when I went, I absolutely loved it. Fantastic. And, and I want I want to go back in that time again to see it again. Like fantastic. Are ACD still doing concerts? What AC Milan? I, I mean AC Milan, they're still playing, aren't they? Yes, they are, yes, yes, yes. Oh maybe yes. you could still get to relive that at some point and yes, uh, and I hope so. I hope Fantastic. So. Well, uh, Giuseppe, that's really interesting. Thank you so much for your contribution okay. tonight. Much appreciate okay, no it. Problem. Okay, thank you, Andrew Dave. Thank you. Have a nice All time. All the best, mate. Thank you. Always wolves. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Always wolves. So that's uh, Giuseppe. He wants to go back to the age of ten as his superpower. Next up in the uh, the green room, we have we have Chris. Hello, Chris. Hello, Dave. How are you doing? Uh, Chris is also one of the writers on the uh, the fantastic alwayswolves.co.uk website. Um, some brilliant writers that we've got going on there. And, um, yeah, Chris, let's hear. You're doing the match report, aren't you, for this one? Yeah, yeah, done the match report. Um, so that'll be out tomorrow, I guess. And um, Yeah, Emma's currently working on it. I yeah, think. I mean, I, I, I haven't seen the game. It'll be out tonight, she says. Oh, very good. Very efficient. Um. I I didn't see the game much different to yourself and Manny. To be honest, I thought I thought we played well. I thought it was a good game. I can see what they're trying to do. I can see. I can now see that the striker how we're trying to play. And we did have a strike on the pitch. I don't want know why everybody keeps saying we need a striker because there was one on there today and we looked a different side with one on there. Um, I, I thought it was reasonably reasonably okay. The tiring thing is a concern for me. Manny talked about the subs. I, I then, you know, I sat there. I sit in a steeple up a right, right in line with the eighteen-yard box uh, facing the uh, north bank, 
So I'm sat there and all I can see is Newcastle coming down the sides, getting corners, putting corners over, which we defended quite well. Um, but we couldn't hold on to anything. We couldn't clear up the pitch. We couldn't do anything. And I'm looking at the bench and, and you know, I, I can see two players on there. But five, six, seven, eight minutes went by before they went on. And it was just all too late. And I, I am concerned with Bruno in... He doesn't seem to be able to inject momentum into the team midway through the second half. It leads twice. I mentioned it last time I was on. At Leeds, they, they, they got some momentum and they um, came back at us. The same at home when they beat us 3-2. He, he doesn't seem to be able to recognise that and do something about it. And, and you know, Wang and Pudence, you know, he, he should have been he should have been Dundonka and, and Traore. You're right. That's exactly, That's, yeah. I mean, he didn't bring uh, Den Donker on till the 96, 97 crazy. minutes. It's crazy. You know, um, I don't want to get too downbeat about it. I thought it was a great match. I thought it did well. It's been much better than most of the other Newcastle matches we've had at Molyneux, to be honest. But um, just worrying signs. If you, you know, the Wang thing, Bruno's a manager. He's got to manage. And, and as a manager, you wouldn't. You wouldn't want to put your your people in that that position, and I, I just think he's, I think he's mismanaging it a little bit. I get his ideology, I get how he wants to play, um, and I can see that the players were getting in play that way, but it, it worries me that we we don't seem to be able to make a, a proper substitution. He, he spent. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair comment. I mean, I, I really want Bruno. I mean, I really, really, really want Bruno Large to be a success. I like the fact that he's, you know, he's going with his convictions with the back four. He's made some decisions, which you have to do as a manager. The um, the general feeling of the Wolves fan base up until this point is that he hasn't had his own players. They haven't backed him. Obviously, now they're starting to back him. I'll be glad when this transfer window finally shuts because it's been going on forever. But, like, the focus then turns away from Jeff, the board, and Scott Sellers, and the focus then starts to come on. Okay, well, you've got these players now. You've got a squad. It starts to go on to Bruno. And, yeah, you have to judge this season because it's a, a different side to last season. But we are 11 games now, without a win, I think uh, Carl said the last time we went twelve was in the championship. I don't know what the does anyone actually know what the longest winless run is for Wolves? Because if you do, put them in the uh, in the comments because we uh, in the chat because I'd be really interested to know. And I like Bruno Large. You know, I like the, you know I want him to success, and I think I do think he, at this point. It's a bit like the Ferguson type thing with Man United back in the uh, back in the day. Is that maybe one result, one bit of luck, getting that win, and we could go on a run. We just need to get this uh, monkey off our back, yeah. get the win, and then because you could see today they were desperately trying to hang on for this victory, and because of that mentality, we're getting deeper and deeper and deeper, and that's why I was annoyed that he brought Wang on yeah. when he did, and he didn't bring Triori on, who had a, a great game 
okay, against Preston, he scored a goal, he showed a bit of desire. Yeah, he might not have signed the contract. Yeah, he might be going. But Bruno said he's a happy, just this week, I'm happy with Traore. Traore is happy with us. Bring him on. They would have to drop a player back to keep on him. And he's an outlet either for the long ball yeah. to chase down or to dribble it out. And he brings Wang on, who's lacking in confidence. The player, the, the fans, um, is he, not, you know, he's low in confidence. He got exposed the weekend. He missed the penalty and he's back. Uh, and he, he miscues a clearance. And the, the poor lad, really, everything he touches is like kryptonite. Yeah. It goes wrong. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say there's things he could have done. He could have played it out for a corner. We defended him well all day. He could have played it out for a, a throw in. He was in. He could have done it, but he, he he tried to he tried to hook it back over his head and miss and sliced it. That's what it was. I mean, it, I, I I do want Bruno to succeed. I, I like. I think I like the way he, he wants to try and play the game. I think the back four are playing really well. I was so pleased when I turned up today. You know what? I'm like with fullbacks, Dave. I'm, I've moaned about Ignori for the last three weeks, and it was nice to get two fullbacks that could defend. And it made such a difference. I thought the first half that you know we were fantastic, and 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 I I would give Semedo my man of the match. To be honest, I thought he was he was um, really really good, and he's had some knockers over the last year. And and most people aren't starting to realise he's he's not half bad fullback. No, uh, Semedo had, a, had a, an absolutely fantastic game. Uh, Carl Whitehouse has put on there Swindon fifteen games, the longest win is running the Premier League. What I want to know is what is the longest winless run that Wolves have ever, ever had. Come on, Carl, dig this out. I want to know what Wolves' longest winless run. Mate, um, what's your highlights from today? I don't want to say the Neves goal because I'm kind of getting used to them now after three years of, what has he got, 16 outside the box now or something like that? that. Yeah, I mean, I'm quite used to that. I think... Couple of things. I mean, I, I always played in defence and I played Liverpool. So you know, I, I to see to see Semedo come back and play such a strong game, I thought was a highlight a little bit. I I also liked um, there's a couple of crosses, a couple of balls that Sar came out, out for, and he really did command his box. And it, I, I I was I thought yeah, they they were they were that was a really commanding goalkeeping effort there at times. So, but I'd say Semedo's performance for me was a highlight of the game. He was really good. Are you giving Samada your man of the match? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And what would be your performance rating be rating be, mate? I I'd go a seven. I'd give the manager a five. And how are you feeling ahead of the uh, Bournemouth game now? What's your thoughts on that? Um not gonna get carried away because a lot of nine goals in. I don't think it's gonna be easy. I think we can get a win. I think if we play the way that we did for the majority of the game today, I think um We'll, we'll probably go there and get a win. Um, and we need to because I, I think if we don't win both the next two games, I think I think there's going to be a bit of a outcry for things to happen. And well, I don't really want to be in that position. I, I, I agree. It's like, this is why I really, really hope that we, we put on the performance. It's not going to be easy going to Bournemouth because they... Any team that's lost 9-0, you've seen Southampton react to it in the past when that's happened to them. Any mm. team that's lost 9-0, they're, 
they've been humiliated 9-0. They're going to come out the next game and they're going to be giving everything in front of their own fans. They're not going to give an inch. They're going to, it's not going to be easy. It's probably the worst time to play Bournemouth after that result. So it's not going to be easy. However, um, it's not going to be easy at all. However, I do think if we don't get the win, if we don't get the, the win against Bournemouth and we don't follow it up against Southampton and then you've got City and Liverpool, which are free hits in a way, I do worry about um, about Bruno. Carl says the longest winning run Wolves have ever had is 19 games, December 1984 to April 1985. Well, so we're a long, then. long, long way from that. And we do have a brand new member. And it is the Wolves 1877 Trust, which is fantastic. I'd love let uh, Wolves 1877 Trust. We'll get you on the Discord group, but let me know in the comments who's uh, who's who, your actual name of the person that's uh, that's on that. And thanks for joining the channel. And if you do want want to become a member of the channel, which does support us. Um, there are four different levels that you can get out, and it actually helps support what we do. Mate, um, some great points. A look out for Chris's article, uh, which will be up on Always Wolves. Um, I'm just going to put the website address up here. In fact, can I, Emma, can you put the uh, the website address up on the, in the chat for us, please? Um, and then we'll put it on the screen because it is the, we've got some fantastic, talented writers. We've got Liam uh, coming on as well. Um, we do cover the Wolves women as well on stuff. We've got young Jess that writes for us on that as well. And, um, yeah, if you want to become a member, get on there. Really support the channel. Mate, um, your superpower, what are you going with? Mm, I think after today, I want the power of tornado wind breath. The tower of what? The power of what? Tornado wind breath. Tell us more about that. Because at the moment, I think... The only way we're going to get the ball in there is if I sit in the stand and blow it. I love what you did there, mate. I love what you did there. So basically, um, when uh, they're attacking, you can blow and the ball will just like a bit like yeah, you know, that's blow it. football. When yeah. we used to do the blow football, you'll yeah, blow that's it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it, mate. Uh, Chris, thank you ever so much. As I say, uh, Emma has just put the uh, the link on the screen make sure that you do go and check out the alwayswolves.co.uk uh, website. I will put it on again. I will actually put it on the screen in a little while um, so that you can have a look at that. And um, because we do have Liam that's coming up as well in a little bit. Mate, thank you so much for your contribution. Absolutely brilliant as always. And uh, let's keep the faith, eh? Yeah, always Wolves. Always walls, mate. Fantastic. So that's Chris um, giving his thoughts on that. I do have a special uh, guest. We've just been talking a little bit now about the Wolves women. We're going to have a little change of pace because we do have a guest that just want to come on and talk about the Wolves women. Uh, They've been in action today. Um, I believe they've won 5-0. I think it's in the league. And we're going to have Nick from the Wolves women podcast. Hi and welcome to the show, mate. Hi, Dave. Thanks a lot for having us on. Yep, we had a barnstorming 5-0 win today in the league. Second league fixture of the season away at Huddersfield. So, uh, yeah, really and good. Huddersfield just got promoted, had they? Or were they no, no Huddersfield were in the same league as us last season. Um, when we played them at their place last season, we won 3-2. 
And when we played them at home, we've won 2-1. So really close games, really tough games against them. Um, so, and they, in the opening game of the season, they played away at Boldmere, St. Michael's, obviously down the road. And abs- and who Boldmere have just been promoted and they, they absolutely smashed them 7-1. Wow. So, so for us to go up to their place and give them a, a, a good doing over, uh, and I'll be honest with you, uh, 5-0 flat, um, flatters Huddersfield. We Were you there more. today? Yeah, it was there today. Uh, it was one of those. Uh, I'm going to get in early with my superpower, if that's okay, Dave. Oh, go on, yeah. I, want to be I know to... what this is. Let me guess. Go on. You can teleport from there to Molyneux. Not quite. Not quite. Split myself in two I mean, so I can watch both teams at once at the same time because it was literally two, two o'clock kickoffs. So I'd take yeah. the kids up to, to uh, Huddersfield so they could watch the women. That's right, because the women tend to play on the Sunday, don't they? Yeah, Sunday two o'clock is pretty much standard, bar the odd evening game. So we've got Stoke away on Tuesday night, and then it's home again on home. For, it's Wolves' first home game of the season this Sunday down at the New Bucks Head. I'm going to talk to you about that in a minute. Yeah, uh, where does Stoke women play? Off the top of my head, I can't remember. I'll get. I'll put the comments in, and I'll drop your comments with it. But yeah, there. It's um, not at the Britannia Stadium. It's um, one of the smaller grounds in the area. There, um, so but yeah, it's um, it'll be a good good game that one again. They um, they're at the sort of bottom end of the league, so we should be in for some goals in that one as well. Let's say who scored uh, for for Wolves women today. So we had. I mean, they're part... actually showing the men how to put the ball in the union bag again. Oh, oh, as per usual. But yeah, so in the first half it was Maz, and then in the second Maz Gauntlet, and then the second half uh, Amber Hughes got the second. Tammy George scored uh, the third, and. To be fair, it wasn't one of Tammy's usual worldies, um, but she scrambled in. Uh, Jade Cross got the fourth, and Amy Dicko, smallest player on the pitch, managed to head in from the corner. So is she uh, like the women, Wolves women version of Daniel Pedence? She is. She is a little terrier as well, and I'll be honest with you. She, um, yeah, I wouldn't want to. Uh, I wouldn't want to be facing her in a, a scrap because she, oh, nippy, nippy at the ankles. Yeah, proper sort of gets stuck in there. So, like a little terrier. Yeah. Fantastic. And just a question on the uh, on the women, obviously, because there's a, there's a little bit made of this. Uh, I, I've, I, and I spoke to Jess a little bit about that. Obviously, you you know, rights for mm. the Always Wolves. And because uh, here on Always Wolves, we want to make sure that the women do get their coverage, um, which is why we want to make sure stuff on the website. And it's great that you come on and talk about it today as well. Um, th- there's a few people been disgruntled about the move from Castlecroft uh, to, uh, to Telford. And uh, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? I'm going to split it into two. Um, from a fan's perspective, we're Wolverhampton Wanderers. And it's, uh, you know, ideally we want Wolverhampton Wanderers Football Club to be playing in Wolverhampton. Yeah. However, if we are to be promoted to the next tier, we'll to have to change. Which would be the one the down from the Super League, yeah, the yeah. Premier League. Yeah. Second tier, yeah. We're going to have to um, move. Venues. We were never going to be able to stay anyway. at Crosscroft. We're never going to. Yeah. So, from a footballing perspective, we know where we stand in this league. We know we're going to be up there at the top end of the league, hopefully challenging for the title. And therefore, it is better to move to the new stadium this season, get used to it, know the pitch, know the situation, than move to a new stadium, new league at the same time. From a football, purely footballing perspective, it is a better footballing stadium. You know, New Bucks Head is purpose-built, brand new, fo- relatively new football stadium. 
talking to relatives of the players, they like it. They've got bigger dressing rooms. The players, yeah. Facilities. They've got bigger dressing rooms. They've got, you know, it's more facilities for fans as well. Um, so, you know, there's better car parking facilities there. It's easier for people to get to, to an extent. I accept if you live just around the corner from Castlecroft, it's more difficult. You know, it is obviously going to be more difficult. But from a overall holistic perspective, I get the decision. Um, don't necessarily agree with it, but I do get it. And I think in the long run, it probably is the right decision to be had um, from the club's growth. And I think that's the key. Now, personally, it's over to the club to make a decision how they're going to promote that and get there. Because we had, we're, yeah, we're, we're averaging about 400 fans a game last season. Yeah, which is decent. Decent. Uh, certainly when you think that sort of teams in the championship are only averaging about six, 700, or obviously last season, this is pre-Lionesses and there's you know, a huge amount more interest now with the Lionesses. Yeah. Um, so I think there's going to be more plans there. Um, and I think it's going to be much more challenging. Um, but I, I certainly would say get down to the new book's head on Sunday, um, two o'clock kickoff against Loughborough Lightning. Um, so, you know... They're a decent they're, side, aren't they? they I'll... It, my one of my relegation picks on the Wolves Women podcast were I, I thought that Loughborough probably would go down this season. Right, um, I think they'll be, they'll be one of those who'll be hovering Who's the, around. Yeah, who were the the main ones? So I know they drew the first game of the season against Liverpool, somebody or other. Liverpool Feds. Liverpool Are they Feds. Anything to do with Liverpool Football Club? They can't be, can they? No, no, they're a separate club. Um, so Liverpool Feds got promoted from the North tier, so from the Northern no, the North League, so Tier Four North. And Boldmere came up for the Midlands. So they're the two teams that fed in. Liverpool feds are going to be bloody difficult, to put it bluntly. Um, they're going to be hard to beat. Tough northern team. Why are they so good? Um, they're really well organised. They're really well coached. They've got some good players. I mean, Liverpool, hotbed of football. Yeah. Um, so I think... Um, you know, they're, they're, they're just really, they're a well-organised, well-gelled team. And they've got play and because they're in the Northwest, they can bring players in who are on, who aren't, who haven't, you know, dropped out of some of the tier two, tier three teams and, and bring them in and have a real good challenge. Um, they've, they've got, they know their pitch. They know their situation. They're, they're used to it. They'll make, it's nothing special, their pitch. Just, uh, you know, it is an AstroTurf uh, leisure centre, but they'll make it their little fortress. Um, and they've, I mean, they've been away today, uh, Liverpool Feds and Drew at Derby. Derby got a late last minute winner and Derby were chasing us. Derby finished second last season. Oh, uh, who are you expecting the uh, the title race to be between at the... Uh... Wolves, Forest, Derby and Burnley will be the top four. And who would, what's your highlight of today, I think, of the whole day? Oh, I, mean, I think... For me, as a parent, it was the fact that my kids got to meet the players, got autographs, got pictures taken with them. From a purely footballing perspective, it was the triumvirate of sort of Tammy George, Summer Holmes, and H. Helen Demody in the midfield, and sort of really taking control of it. Um, I was really impressed with Destiny Toussaint, um, you know, who's our new winger. Um, she played in the preseason game again. Against Ipswich. Where did they sign her from? So she's come from Coventry United. So she's dropped yeah. down a tier. Um, right. So she's a you know, and she's rapid. She knows where to, you know how to get the ball into the mix zone, you know, in the, into that penalty area and cause a bit of trouble. And she's not afraid to get stuck in as well, which like. But she's you know she is rapid down that wing, and so you had morphs of and because she was destined to playing out on the right, you had Anna Morphe on the left hand side of the back three. 
playing the balls out across the across the midfield, over the top of the midfield, with Destiny running up the right and up right channel and sort of cutting them back in across for Maz and Amber Hughes in the middle. It was yeah, some excellent football there. Enjoyed it. And your player of the match? Uh, Destiny. Destiny Toussaint. Performance rating? Uh, I'm going to say eight. There's, as I said, they could have done with putting a few more into the into the back of the net. And the, there's, uh, I know um, Maka was uh, getting frustrated at times with the uh, the lack of goals, even though we had five by the end. <laughs> Mate, I wish dreaming if we were getting frustrated with five. And what's your superpower? Uh, uh, so you put it in early, didn't you? Yeah, you got know, it in early, split myself in two. I think yeah. that's a, I think that's a good one that is, mate. Listen, uh, check out the Wolves Women podcast. Uh, they do some great stuff on there. Obviously, focusing primarily on the uh, on the women's side of uh, of Wolves. Nick, thanks for coming on the show, mate. You're welcome Thank anytime. You. Cheers, mate. Thanks a lot. Catch you later. Thanks for being so patient. Always Wolves, mate. So some great insight there onto the Wolves Women. Obviously, and we we wish them uh, a lot of success. Next up, we're going to have uh, Bob, followed by Liam, Kane, and then Scott. So, Bob, here we go. Hi, Bob. Hi. Can we hear you? How are you? Hello. I'm good. Did you watch the game today? Your camera's not that well, but we can hear you. Hang on. Give me a moment. Okay, Bob, we're... um... Well, you, you, your sound quality is not so good there. So, where did you watch the game today? Uh, on the channel. Uh, good game. But. Yeah. Uh, bad reactions from Bruno. Sorry. Uh, okay. And. Um, the, uh, okay. Have you got um? Have you got a highlight of the day? Uh, the Orlods was that was goal. Okay, fantastic. And your player of the match, man of the match, Tomato. He had a great game, didn't he? And what's your performance rating, Bob? Uh, to me, yeah, uh, performance rating. Sorry, five point five. Five point five. And what's your superpower, Bob? Um, difficult to say, but I will say if we don't beat Bournemouth, we're in trouble. We are in trouble, aren't we, mate? If we don't beat Bournemouth, do you think we'll beat Bournemouth? Hopefully, one nil. One nil, mate. But they're coming back uh, after a nine mil fashion. Well, I they, hope you're right, mate. They are going to be off for it. They are definitely going to be. And where in the world are you based, Bob? I'm in Dover. Yeah, do, they have electric- do they have electricity in Dover? They have, but sorry. I've had a few you, you, drinks. You need more candles next time. No, I've had a few drinks tonight. Next time. I, 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 do you know I'll what? I really, I really can't tell. I honestly can't tell, Bob. Um, I mean, you know, it's it's absolutely uh, brilliant that you've come on. I've never had uh, quite... Uh, I, I have had Ghostman on before. I'm, I'm sure you'll get... Um, you'll have, like, your own little following 
of people and stuff like that. But I mean, it, I, I admire you for coming on, but we definitely need to get you some more candles and probably a shirt for the next one. <laughs> so, you know, if you could, I've, I mean, I, know, I've I mean, maybe the shirt. I've the maybe, shirt. you've got a shirt. Well, well, mate, if you come on next time, if you could wear a shirt, um, because um, there are some people that think you're in a sauna. And oh, um, I know it might be, be hard, right. but um, we're not that we're not that kind of show, to be fair. <laughs> so, um, mate, literally, so, thank you so much for coming sorry, on. Dave. Yeah, next time I'll wear the skirt. Not a skirt. <laughs> not a skirt. No, shirt. Sure. <laughs> just a top. You can wear what you want. You can wear a skirt at the bottom if you want. Just a top would be good. I'm glad. To be honest, I'm quite glad the lighting is bad. But anyway, we're gonna uh, we're gonna say tra for now, and we'll see you on the next one, or maybe next year or something like that. But anyway, yeah. thank you so take much for easy. coming on. Take it easy. Bob, yeah. Take it easy. Nice one, Bob. Cheers. Okay, so uh, that's live TV for you um, and stuff like that. We've had Ghost Man and that Sauna Man. Um, Bob coming on there late at night. He's self-confessed he'd had a few. He's promised to get some candles and also wear it. Not a skirt, but a shirt on uh, the next time he comes on. So fantastic uh, for him. He didn't answer what his superpower is. I'm kind of guessing... Um, it might not be anything to do with light bulbs or anything like that. Anyway, so cheers for that. And, um, you know, Bob's already got a fan. Uh, go on, Bob. Whack on the skirt, Bob. Um, Rebecca, obviously, it's a family show. Um, fantastic. Wolf One said Bob's had a few shots. Fair enough. Bucko loves Bob. So, you know, um, uh, Sergio's basically making Santoni's making a point to the cost of living crisis, saving the pennies. Um, Bob, absolute mad lad. Um, oh my goodness, <laughs> Chris, Bob's super is to make clothes invisible. Katie Merricks is literally rolling. We love, we love it. Sir, the comedy um, of the uh, the show. He does. Rebecca Harper's laughing as well. And um, James Bond is saying, go on, Bob. And Rebecca says, well handled, Dave. Thank you so much. Is Bob uh, Bruno substitutions? Maybe four candles. That's a fantastic uh, thingy. Um, do, dear, 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 dear. Uh, well, anyway, it's uh, everyone seems to have been impressed by Bob. And, um, you know, I've just got a, I've got a joke, actually. What do you call a man with no arms and no legs that likes to go swimming? The answer is Bob. There you go. Anyway, so we're on to, um, we're on to uh, Liam, who's going to be on next. It is uh, a live show. Liam, what did you make of that, mate? I've seen you in the background and you were having a chuckle. I'm not sure I'm going to live up to that one, but I'll, I'll give it a go. Um, well, Lucas reckons he could be our new number nine. Hopefully, if he can score a goal and get him in. But yeah, he'll have to wear a shirt though. Yeah. His name on the pass, Bob. Maybe we we'll well. Absolutely good. I just want to do just um a share actually. Um so we're gonna share the screen and we're gonna go onto the Chrome tab and we're gonna go onto the Always Wolves and we're gonna share that. 
So um, this is the Always Wolves website. Um, there's all the latest news on there, alwayswolves.co.uk. Make sure that you get on this. Um, there's my match reaction. Um, you did, um, did you not recently do the um, the, the um, midfielder thing? Yeah, the midfielder one, yeah. So you can see all down here, we've got all the reactions. We've got uh, player ratings coming up and all that sort of stuff. But if we go on to the news side of things here, you can see that you can go on to that. And this one here, the midfield dilemma, which is a brilliant article, uh, which will load up in a second by Liam. Um, it was a brilliant article that he's done, two or three. We've got Nevis nailed. We've got lots of heat maths and everything. Uh, Liam's written this article, and it's uh, a fantastic article. I definitely worth a read. Go on to alwayswolves.co.uk and check that out. It was a brilliant article, mate. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, I mean, every time I seem to come on the show, we seem to draw. So hopefully next time we have a win. But I think Newcastle are a very good team, and I think we've got to remember that um, last week they were, they were they played really well against Man City. Like, you don't see teams score three goals against them. So they're a very yeah. good team, and I think we did very well for the majority of the game. And one mistake does lead to the goal, but he's tried to clear the ball and he's just sliced it. Mistakes do happen. Uh, I'm, I'm, I know Huang is not having the best patch at the minute, but um, I don't think you can blame him too much for that one. He, he's tried to clear it. You can see what he's trying to do. Uh, it just seems that everything he does goes wrong, though, at the moment. And it goes back to the point that Manny has made. When things are going against you like this, do you take him out the firing line? I mean, mm. did you agree with the substitutions? Not not entirely. I think there was a lot of... You could have done any... There's a lot of other solutions you could have took that would have been a bit better, I think. Po, no, Neto and Guedes were having a really good game. And I think Neto was Neto was just getting into it. I think he, he was getting worked up about that disallowed goal. I think he was fired up, and he, I, you know, he could he's on a yellow. He could have got another yellow, but if is it worth to take the risk to keep him on to hopefully get another goal? Maybe, but um, I think I don't think Huang's having the best time. Like I said, I think the penalty last week, and I just, just don't see how he's going to be able to win win the fans back. Really. Um, He's, he's, it's he's a shame because his career started so well before he got injured, yeah. you yeah. know. Um, and it's, I don't know, mate. Um, it's a bit like Bruno, really. It's like I want so want him to be a success, but like when he bought went to me, I mean, I think a lot of the Wolves fans were when he bought Wang Han. I'm like, mm. I, I just thought to me the logical person would have been to have brought Dendonka on a lot earlier because we were getting pushed back uh, for Matinho, who's like 36, and he'll keep running and running and running. But like replacing him with two minutes to go of added time, it's yeah. what's the, what even is the point? Yeah. You bring Fidens on who can do stuff with the games, but Adama Traore, you know what you're going to get from him. You're going to get energy. You're going to get him running up the field, chasing things down. Yeah, but and, and you would just push Newcastle back a little bit. Yeah. Um, but Wang, when he he's, he's he was he's a forward, and he was two yards from the um, the goal yeah. line. Yeah. What's he I mean, doing there? I, I know it was initially from a corner, but 
Yeah, I think Bruno likes his wingers to trap back where so the fullbacks can tuck in as well. But yeah, I mean, going back onto the Podence thing, I think Podence is more of he's not an explosive player as such. Like he's he's a player that works well with uh, teammates around him, which I don't think is what we needed at, at that stage of the game. Like you said, I think we desperately needed Adama. Matt Target hates Adama. As soon as he comes on, you throw him on the pitch. You throw Dharma yeah. on the pitch and yeah. get him to run. Doesn't matter if he like. It only takes one one dribble, one one time he gets the ball, and he's past that target. Um, but yeah, like I said, I don't think Podence was that right type of player for that time that we were in. I think, I think we if if you're going to play Podence, you might have to play him at the start because or when we're we're searching for a goal and we need an extra attacker on the pitch. He's like he's. I prefer him in the number ten position uh, rather than on the wing, but yeah, I think he desperately should have should have put Dharma on the pitch instead of Huang or Potent. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, there's three other things that I want to talk to you about aside from the game before we get on, obviously onto the uh, the rest of the match. Um, Bolly situation. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on that? The t- and the two VAR decisions. Yeah, uh, Bolly. I'm not. I don't know too much about it, but I think I just saw tweets about it, and it's just crazy. Like I, it's I understand he's pushing for a move, but this this type of things that they get put out there, and it was just one tweet done, bam, and it's only been from one person. And I think it was weird because it came out of the blue because I weren't expecting it. Because I'll be honest, I didn't even realise that he wasn't. Um, on the, was he on the starting lineup? Was he on the bench? Well, apparently Bruno has said, and I haven't read it yet. Mm. Uh, and producer, if you can confirm it, this is true. Have you got the quote? Can you dig out the quote for us? And then we can uh, read this quote out. Um, what Bruno said um, on that. Before she gets that, your thoughts on the VAR decisions? Yeah, the, um, the first one, the Neto one. Uh, I don't, I don't know how that's not a red card. I was saying it because to me, to the fans in the stadium, it looks like a normal challenge. You don't see much. It's just a late challenge on Neto, a yellow card done. But as soon as I've seen VAR, and I, it, it took so long, like it took so long for VAR to come up that there was something in it. And I was like, oh, I was saying at the time, I don't well, know. It goes what, over thirty seconds. It comes up on the screen, doesn't it? Yeah, which, which kind of signals that something's happened i don't know why the ref hasn't been told to go over to look at the screen because looking at that photo he stood right in his shin mason on var i think i'm not sure but he he was on var today no clue i don't know the ref either but apparently he's bad okay got it um, so yeah, let us know who was on VAR. Um, I've seen the still picture of that, and it does look uh, very, very dangerous uh, at mm. all. What about the? Uh, hold on, here we go. It was Lee Mason that was on Lee VAR Mason. duty. And what about the uh, the disallowed goal? It, it, it's a foul. I knew it straight away, and I don't know why he's kind of putting up much of a fuss about it. Because it's it's a foul. He's pushed him in the back, and I don't know what how the ref hasn't seen that, and the ref probably should have gave gave the foul to uh, Newcastle. But yeah, it would have been nice, you know. He was pumping up the crowd, uh, celebrating. But yeah, it's it's a foul. 
yeah, I mean, I wasn't very happy at the time, but then I watched it back on the way out, and I've gone, yeah, he's pushed him in the back. It's Val. Yeah. Um, anyway, the producer's just given me the uh, thing. Liam Keane has tweeted, obviously, he's the Expresso Star journalist. Large goes on to say, uh, sorry, Bruno Large confirms that Willie Bolly was in the squad, squad was in the squad today, but did not turn up. And Lars goes on to say that he wished the transfer window was short to close before the season. I don't judge Bully. He doesn't deserve that. Bolly, he doesn't deserve it. I've been a great professional, but he's trying to force something, I think. Your thoughts yeah. on that? Um, he's, he's summed that up perfectly. Um, it's either we do the business a bit earlier or the transfer window ends at the start of the season. So Wolves would have been forced to make those deals before the start of the season because now it's now it's a sense of you, you see all these rumours linking players away. You're going to have to replace them and you're going to have to nurture them into the squad. And that's such a difficult task for Bruno to do because you bring, you know, you could even, you could even see four players coming in before the end of the window and they're going to be thrown straight into the action and he's going to have to nurture them in. Um, so you see if you do the business before the start of the season or like like he said the, the window ends before the start of the season so everything's done and, and what do you think um, the fact that Bolly was named in the match day squad and then didn't turn up yeah um, he just wants he wants to go doesn't he he's seen these things and he just wants to leave um, I think it's you could you could see you could see where he's coming from, he's not really going to get in the squad above Collins and Kilman at the moment because of how good they've been and seeing Nottingham Forest come in for him, seeing the injuries they have, it'd probably be a nice opportunity for him because he's only really been at Wolves. Um, so it'd be a good opportunity for him. But yeah, um, he clearly wants to move. And Paul's Do you mind. think, though, I mean, I'm like, I've, I've always loved Bolly. Bolly's mm. always given a lot to the cause. And yes... Kilman and Collins are the starting two. But these players are paid shed loads of money, shed loads of money to go to work, to have the privilege of being a, being a professional footballer. And you're named in the match day squad and you do not turn up for the game. Whether or not someone's interested in... Uh, you or not, you're paid to play football and you've given this to the club and then not to turn up. And what, I mean, I, personally, I think that's disgusting that yeah. you should do that. And I, and I love Bolly. But also, do you think it's right that Bruno Large has put this out there? Yeah, I think I think Bruno's, Bruno's right for putting it out there. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Morgan Gibbs, why well, wasn't signed on a contract for one reason or another. We, we just don't know. Um, but I think he should be he should be turning up to the match day squad. You could you could say you could this all of this could happen behind the scenes. You can do this uh without like still going to the game. You can still want to pursue a move. Um but yeah, it's it's a weird situation for, for the large, but yeah, he's probably right for putting it out there and he's being honest, which is what Wolves fans would have wanted. Um yeah, on the transfer uh, on the transfer window. I think the Premier League two or three seasons ago did make a rule that the transfer window shut before the start of the season, but yeah. the rest of Europe didn't. And mm. that meant that they could pick off players because the European transfer window was still open. And I also think it's been exasperated this year because the Premier League has had to start earlier 
So it seems to have been going on forever and ever. And I can't wait for the window to shut so we can just focus on the football and not who's going to go, who's going to come in. And like I say, it, you're right with what's saying. Bruno is, is getting the back in there, but he still hasn't had them for however long. And I think he's been unlucky in that respect. Yeah. But like personally, I'd want the transfer shut before the start of the season, but they've got to get everyone else in the European leagues to agree to that, haven't they? Yeah, it's a difficult situation. They've obviously been patient to pursue their top targets like Nunes and Guedes. But um, yeah, it's a difficult situation, I think. The transfer window has been very good. It's been probably the best one in the past couple of years, especially since the uh, the promotion to, to the Premier League. But yeah, it's a difficult situation. I, I think that there's definitely more signings to come. I think the striker situation, I think Jimenez was very good today. I think his hold-up play was good. And he just looked, he just looked better. Like since his in since his injury uh, in that season, last season he didn't really do do his best. He, he, he could have been better, um, but today he, 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 I just loved play, watching him play again. Like he was on the ball, he was making it difficult for the centre halves. And yeah, what about Raúl now? Yeah, I thought he had. I thought he looked. I thought he did well today. Yeah, and if we get this new striker in, it's not. So much there's not so much pressure on him anymore because Jimenez is doing well. Yeah, he seems to score. He's seeming to score a lot more now. Pre-season, I'm pretty sure he scored in every game that he played in, um, and obviously against Preston and against and the goal again today. But he was disallowed. But it's nice to see him good and the striker that hopefully will come in won't have too much pressure on him because of Jimenez and how he's playing. Um, question here for you uh, from Jamoja. Thoughts on Kalajic signing, Liam? I don't know. First of all, I don't know how to pronounce that name. So you're no, talking very well. Yeah, um, he'd be good. He's 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 a different he's a different style of striker to Jimenez, definitely. And we've seen it over the years, like Brozier from Southampton last year. Um, I think what was his name? Moretta, maybe I think from Palace. Tall strikers are very good in the Premier League. They cause mayhem in the box and. He's 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 that he, he'll be the tallest outfield player in in the Premier League. Is so, the new Peter Crouch? Yeah, maybe maybe as long as he scores the goals. He's the robot though. Yeah, maybe not. I hope not. He'll do him in a celebration. Um, but yeah, big. I think it'd be a good signing. I think you see eyes up going to Newcastle, which which is a good which is a good signing for them. But um, yeah, it's kind of like the same style striker. I think them too. I tell you what, it'd be a good, uh, be good for you to um, possibly do a, a, an article on the transfer window uh, yeah. for the. You know that would be quite cool as well. I'm sure Emma will probably talk to you about that sort of stuff. I mean, like your analysis of a lot of things. I don't know if she's got anything else planned up for that, but you do uh, come across really well, and you've got a good analytical mind. I loved your uh, your midfield thing with all the uh, where did you, with all the, uh, the heat and stuff yeah. like that. So good, uh, so yeah. good. Uh, Carl Walsh has said the Australian Peter Crouch as well. Merv, Peter, Peter Crouch is Australian cover. Don't forget if you want to follow... Austrian, not Australian, sorry. Get it right, David. Um, don't forget you can always follow as well, Always Walls Fan TV on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook and, of course, Twitter. Liam, your highlight of the day. It doesn't have to be the game, it can be the whole day. Hmm, that's that's difficult because everyone said the Neves goal, so I want to be different. Um, so you could go with that Neves pass. 
That was a, that was a good Neves pass. That, that was one really just pass. first time. Ah, oh, brilliant. It's either that or I like seeing Neto and that disallowed goal as much as it was disallowed. I like seeing Neto, you know, with the fans clearly passionate about the club with with the, with the rumours about him Arsenal. It was nice to see that he was fighting for the badge. Um, but yeah, probably that actually, Neto, just with the crowd. Like it was yeah, nice. Even though I knew it was going to be disallowed, so I wasn't really celebrating. Well, you, yeah. yeah, that's true. And your um, man of the match? Neves, I thought he was incredible today. Everything he was doing was working and it was his tackles, his defensive side this season has stepped up massively. He's he's took on more of a role in that, and he's leading by example, uh, which is why he's captain. I think he was incredible today. He what he led by example. I mean, for me, there's under no circumstances can they sell uh, Ruben yeah. Neves or Pedro Neto in this window. I don't know what you yeah. think. No matter what, who comes in, if we can keep Neves and Neto, it'll be a good window for me because we didn't yeah. we didn't think that the back end of last season, especially with Nunes, with the midfield that we could have now. If if yeah, we keep, I think, if you, I think if Neves went uh, or Pedro, to be honest, it wouldn't send the right signal to the fans, and the fans would just lose the plot completely, yeah. It'd be a meltdown. And I think with Neves leading. We've got to have that continuity with Cody going, and he's a, he's a proper captain. He leads. He's not the same sort of captain as Cody, whereas Cody's quite vocal yeah. uh, in that respect. Nevers leads by example. Yeah, he just does the work. and Yeah, I mean, you'd rather have that, wouldn't you? You'd rather have a captain that would lead by example instead of having a player in the squad just based purely on the, the fact that they're very vocal. Not to say Cody was that. It's just if I was to pick one style of captain, it would be lead by example. But Cody was very good, and he was a very good captain for us. And he's doing well at Everton. Got an assist on. on the, uh, yeah, yesterday. I saw the I saw the assist as well, and he and he's still running the length of the pitch to celebrate. Mm. And your super uh, your performance rating. Sorry. Um. It it would be a seven, but I think when they scored their goal, everything we were doing just wasn't working. There was loads of passes that were just. We just gave the ball back to them. So I'm, I'm going to say six because if 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 we kept the tempo up after they scored, I would have leaned more towards a seven. But um, yeah, I'd probably say six. Um, Carl White has said Nevis is 99% staying. That worries me that it's not 100%. Uh, mm. Sky Sports after the game. Kalajdzic um, um, is top ten uh, strikers in uh, Germany apparently. And um, your superpower, mate. You've had time to think about this. Yeah, I have, and I still don't really know. Um, probably say invisibility, so I can have a look and get into Jeff Shee's office and just see what he's doing and to see how he's going about the transfer window. That'd be nice. Invisibility. That's it. I like it. Some good ones there, mate. Absolutely brilliant. Looking forward to your next article. Um, looked up, loving having having you on the channel. Um, it's great to have a younger viewpoint as well, but you're very mature as well. You put some great points across, so hopefully we'll get you on in the next one as well. So that'd be brilliant when yeah. when you can, obviously. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Nice one. Cheers, Liam. Cheers. Have a good day. And you. Oh, the rest of the evening. Watch the evening. Sorry, After we'll watch match evening. of the day. We might get on first. You never know. Do we know what the running order is for match of the day? By the way, do we know yet? No clue. We, we, we won't be at the top. It'll be. No. It'll be top. Of what was the score in that? Was it one nil? Two nil, but there was a uh, there was a penalty save. So 
Well, uh, maybe actually you no, know, maybe because the VAR calls. So yeah, hope maybe hopefully. Fantastic. Uh, Chris as well says good job here as well, mate. Absolutely brilliant. Cheers, Liam. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Third on match of the day as well. <laughs> Had to, no shooting. Emma was right again. <laughs> Catch you later, mate. See ya. Right. Right. Next up, uh, last but not last but one, because we've got uh, Scott, who always likes being the bookend. Uh, coming up at the end, we've got Kane. Hello, Kane. Is this uh, your debut? This is my debut. Yeah. Is it all no, listen, I met Kane literally after the game. Uh, can we get more of your head on? Yeah, I don't. I don't know where to set my where to put my phone. So you'll have to tell me if it's all right. Well, I can see that you've got some Wolves mer merch on the yeah. uh, on your walls there. <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 I met. Um, we'll talk about those in a minute. I met Kane after the game near Starbucks. We had a bit of an attic because I keep bumping into Kane, and there's already <laughs> uh, people saying hi. And I said to him, "Come on, the come on extra time later." He says, "Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just off to the pub." But he, and I said, well, drop me a message, and here he is. So what uh, what have you got on the wall there, mate? So I've got from the, uh, oh, it was a championship, I think it was. Yeah. From It was from Wolves versus Cardiff City. Wolves versus Cardiff City. That uh, Was that that famous game? No, no, it's from back, it's from back in the day. My dad got me from when he was at work, from 2014. 2014. Well, fantastic, mate. Fantastic. So, we had a quick chat after the game. You were quite, um, you had quite an opinion. Just put, tell everyone your opinion after the game, what you were yeah. saying. Well, I don't, I don't understand why Traore didn't come on in the 60th minute around that time when we was under pressure. We needed someone to run in behind the defence, really. And then to bring on Fang and Pedence instead. Both players want to come short and get the ball. And that, they're good when we've got possession. But when, when we're under the cosh and Newcastle are attacking, you've got to have someone to run in behind and stretch the play. And Traore brings three defenders to mark him. And then we got space all around the pitch to keep the ball. I don't understand why he didn't come on. Um, Merv says, did you get your fancy coffee? I don't do coffee. What was it that I had? I had a lime refresher, which was a very refreshing, low-calorie drink. And it's quite refreshing. So I'm not really into my coffee. Do you like your coffee, Kane? Uh, not, not really, unless I'm tired. That's the only time I was. I had a refreshing point of Amsterdam instead. Where did you go for your drink? We went, we went to the Hogshead and then the George uh, Wallace. The, the, the usual. And you went where after? The George Wallace for the second half of the Tottenham game. Ah, right, fantastic. Well, um, we were in the Hogshead today. Actually, we went for brekkie. It'll be on the match vlog yeah. for a change. Had a little bit of something to eat, which was good. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of people agree uh, about the thing. Does that bring into question Bruno Large's management, game management, thoughts? Does it? Do you think yeah. he had his favourites? I mean, you know. he's click, Huang's clearly a favourite under Large, the amount of chances he's given him. Yeah. If it was if it was any other player, if Wang didn't bring him cookies in training, he wouldn't be playing still. I don't I don't quite get why you're still playing him when he's so clearly got no confidence at all. And then with a penalty miss against Preston, and then to that today, you you can't even be angry at him at this point. You just it's just feel sorry for him. You do feel sorry for him, um, you know, because he's been put in the position, and at this point in time. It, it feels like everything he touches goes wrong. 
Yeah, it was that moment when some I can't even remember who took the throw in, but he miscontrolled it in front of the safe bank and everyone just berated him for it at the end of the uh, game. And I thought he, I just, he needs I to get taken out the firing line, doesn't he? Really? He's got to he's got to go to Leeds. That's what he needs to he needs to go to Leeds, having a fresh sometimes start. Sometimes with a player and a club with all the best will in the world, it just doesn't work, does it? It start it started off so well. I don't understand how it you not think that it's the South Korean fan base connection that they're tap, trying to tap into yeah. with uh, Wang? I think that's the only reason we signed him was to, to make the sales on the shirts. And to, I don't think I don't think if you used to sign him or Trinkero at the two for the season, I think Trinkero looks more promising. I agree with that, mate. I know I, I actually do agree with that. I think uh, Trinkero had a bit more about him, Wang. He started really, really well, and then he got the injury. And he's just—I don't know. I don't know. Will he be? Do you think? Do you think Wang will be here come the second uh, of September? I don't. I don't want him to. To be honest with you, for I think for us, for us as a club and for him, I think it's better for him to go to Leeds, have a fresh start. And he, he's played under Jesse March before, I think, in uh, Leipzig. So I yeah, think I think that's I think that's true. So that's why he wants him. Yeah, I mean, we I had twenty million. I mean, we made eight million in the space of like three weeks. Yeah, we've we've made a profit on him, and he's been awful. So you can't complain with that business. Everton are supposedly interesting too, according to the producer. Ever, Everton just make terrible transfer decisions, don't they? <laughs> they have quite. They have got a quite history of. Uh, I don't of, know what goes on with Everton. <laughs> Are you worried for Wolves, mate? Or are you? I am. I am. Still? To be honest with you, I, I don't think Bruno has got much long left. I really don't. I have. A, I thought it last season. The substitution decisions he makes, they're just they're too late, and they're always wrong. Then Donker should have come on. The seventieth. What was Dan Donker on with one minute to go? No, I don't. It's just to give him an appearance fee on his contract. That's the only reason for him to. I don't. Yeah, I mean. I, th- I thought Martinho was great again, but he does run it a little bit of out of steam on, yeah. you know, towards the end. And like we were getting pressed back to mid, like bring Den Donker on into the midfield, get Triori on to get us up the pitch. You know, okay, maybe bring Pedenza on. We've got five subs to use two with 13 minutes to go, and then the last one with in the 97th minute. It's like we've been crying yeah. out for, for having these subs to be to make a difference. I and, think. Traore was obvious. Everyone in the in everyone in the stadium wanted Traore on the pitch, and why why he didn't come on is it's something personal between the two of them, I think. But it's he did say in the press conference that he's happy with Traore and Traore is happy with Wolves. Uh, if, do you, if think, that's do the you case, think Traore will be on here on the second of um, September? I would love him to because I I still think he's our best attacker. I think even against Tottenham when he come on, he would, he caused the most problems. I think he's our best player going forward. But he do, he doesn't look like he wants to be here. Well, no, but he, you know the producers said that she ex- expects him to be a, a transfer deadline day uh, moves. To be honest, and you can see that. So you think Wang's going to be gone, and you'd sell him? You want if you could keep Triori, then then would, great. What else I do you expect back from before the window closes? Well, I've heard the the striker they were signing. He's a giant, apparently. That's all I know about him, and I think that's perfect. We've put a lot of crosses into the box to no one. Raul, yeah. since his injury, Raul doesn't seem like he wants to get into the box at all. 
No, he, although he, he, did bust the, he did bust the gut to on that the end of that netto. I mean, he ran really hard yeah, to get in yeah. position to convert it. But it, it's like he wants to drop too deep and get involved in the play a bit too much for me. No, and I think we've we've got good players up front who like to drop deep and create chances. We've got no one to put it away. Yeah, and I, now, I mean, he, and he's a different. He'd be a different type of player as well. Uh, do you expect Neves to be here and Pedro Neto to be here on the second of September? I w- I would love Neves to be here, but I don't understand why no big team's gone for him because I think he's miles and above the best midfielder that I've seen play at the morning yet. You see, I, but I would not sell him for any money right now. No, I, I don't. Think... I, I, I just wouldn't unless it, you, if we sell him now, we're going down. Yeah, if we lose yeah. Neves, um, he's priceless. He can't. He's the captain. Is the club? Is the captain? Is leading. You know, it just the money is nothing if you get relegated. Yeah, uh, I think Neves. You know, he'll sign a new contract as well. I think there'll be a, a clause that'll be put in there. I think Neves would be would sign a new contract, and I think there'll be a clause that put in his contract if someone comes in in the Champions League places or that type of thing and offers an X amount, then you can talk to him, and that's fine. And Wolves can we're bringing Nunes in and. You know, if they bring in this sort of Triori person yeah. or what have you, then they've got a bill for life without Neves. But not, not right now. If we lose Neves right now, where we are right now, the heart and soul, Cody, Neves, have been ripped out, and we're in. It's I it, think we'd be in real trouble with him. It's a completely we'll different team if Neves goes from what we what we had under Nuno, isn't it? Like well, what, What's happening with Bolly today as well? It's like it's like Bruno's getting rid of all of new nails meant to create his own team. What what do you think about this Bolly situation? From what I've, I mean, I love I love Willie Bolly because of the memories. But he's never he's I don't think he's better than Totty now. He's, he hasn't got the legs for it. I think when I think that's when our season started to go downhill when Kilman came out the team. I agree. I agree. And Bonnie come in. We had no pace in the back line, and I think I that's agree. when it started to go downhill. So I'm not against selling Bolly at all, to be honest. Three but million. I yeah, I think I would. I would. I would be happy with any money for him. I don't think he's going to get in the team. So sell him. Yeah, I would sell. I'd sell Bolly, but I don't like. I don't like how. Hey, he's acted to get the move by not turning up. I think he, you know, he's oh, got to, I'm, not, I'm not impressed with that. I think that's unacceptable. He's uh, got to be careful because he's got he's got he's he's viewed fondly upon the Wolves fans at the moment. And if he if he causes trouble to get out the club, then he can be well, honestly, the Wolves fans. We all love him. We all love him. Yeah. We appreciate what he's done. But like doing that is not respecting the manager's decision. It's not respecting your teammates. And you paid a, an awful lot of money to be in the privileged position of being an elite footballer playing in the Premier League. And yet yeah, he's not been in the ground. But, like, that's not the way to go about it. And do you agree? That, is it right that Bruno called this out or do you think it should have been kept within house? It's a, t- it's a tough one. I think, I, I, I think Bruno probably should have kept it in house. But I don't think it's a bad thing him calling him out at the same time. But yeah. I think, I think the like the you got like size posting stuff on Instagram about the club when he left. You got Cody, all the stuff going on about how Cody wasn't happy. I think there's some problems in the changing room. Yeah, between, I mean, when you've got a manager and he's changing things, 
to be fair to Bruno, he was bought in from Benfica. His system was four at the back. We all knew he wanted yeah. to play four at the back. He didn't do it last year because he didn't have the uh, the, the, the thing and he, he needed to, you know, hold the ship. So he adapted. And I think this year he's basically said, I'm going all in on the back four. I'm making the changes. I'm turning it into my team. I'm going to get the players. And the board are now backing him to do that. Yeah. As I said before, it's like the focus has been on the board and Scott and Jeff. But because if they if we have a good window and we don't sell Neves from under him or next Pedro from up under him, we bring in this other player and you know the likes of Bolly, Troyori, maybe one go out, as probably will happen. Then that's a decent window. But then the I've, focus is then firmly on Bruno. Then isn't it? Yeah. If we get a strikeout, there's no excuses for Bruno this season. Then it's the team's fault, moulded in his image. And if he doesn't get start getting wins, I don't think he'll last until the World Cup. Well, I mean, where are you? 11 games without a win. Okay, into last season, it's four uh, this season. Where are you with the with Bruno Large? I mean, do you believe in him? Are you do you believe the man, or well, do you think he's not the man? It's a weird one for me because I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't like it from the first as soon as he come in. I don't, I don't see why we got rid of Nuno in the first place. So I've never really been a huge backer of Bruno. I think. We've got to give him time now. He's got he's got the team in his image. And even though we have brought in these players, to be fair to him, he hasn't had a pre-season with them. They've no. all been brought in as soon, well, halfway, well, not halfway, but as the season started and he's got the players in. So I do I think he needs some time to try and get the team in his image, but he's under pressure at big time. Yeah, thank you to Jazza. That's quality post from him. Wishing us all the best. He enjoyed his match day experience. I always enjoy it when I go to Newcastle as well. Always uh, always a good day out. Um, so, you'd stick with him for how long? I'll, fi- I'll give him... What happens if we lose to Bournemouth? Are you staying right. with him? I think I think we're in, I think we're in real trouble if we lose to Bournemouth. And I think if, we lose to, if we lose to Bournemouth and you're Jeff, are you sticking and holding to Southampton? I'll, I'll hold to Southampton and then I'll... Also hold for the Man City Liverpool game because if you do get a new manager in, you don't want him to start against them. Them too. No. Um, so would you basically would you be making a decision after the Bournemouth game to bring someone else in, or would you give it to Southampton to make that decision? I give it. I give it to Southampton, and then after Southampton, I would look. I've heard that Lopetegui is available. Well, Lopetegui is uh, is at severe, isn't he? I think. Yeah. People keep talking about him, and if if he's oh, available, he'd jump probably at this point. Jump at the chance to manage in the Premier League, and yeah. he was someone that was linked with Wolves a long time ago. Um, he, you know, so I don't know. I think he could come in and do it. Definitely do a job. I mean, I've got to be honest with you, Kane. I really, really, really so badly want Bruno to be a success. Yeah, I, I just want it to click. And for it to be a success, I feel that once we get the first win, we could go on a run. And I think we can can trouble, we can can give Liverpool and City a game if we get the confidence. Won't be easy, but I think the pressure now, I think if we lose to Bournemouth, I think if we lose to Bournemouth, and especially if we perform badly to Bournemouth, he is going to be one game away from going because... If you lose to Bournemouth and then you lose or you, you don't beat either of the teams and you go into um, 
into Southampton, you know, the board will probably be uh, making plans. And they, they're, the, they're the board have spent this money. They're going to want results from it, aren't they? With the team we've got now, I was looking at, like, if you're looking at the Newcastle team on paper compared to the Wolves team, it's only St. Max Money I would have ahead of anyone. I don't think any. I think Samado is just as good, apart from. I thought Samado had a fantastic game. Samado was unreal today. St. Max did nothing apart from that brilliant volley. I I can't I can't remember St. Max being involved much, and I think Samado pocketed him. So it's it's um, I don't see anyone in the Newcastle team who played better than us on the day and we still didn't get the three points. And I think it's it's becoming a bit concerning where we've got this we've got this front we've got all these attacking players, yet our only golfer is Ruben Nevers, our defensive midfielder. I know we didn't want create really one clear cut opportunity than the disallowed goal. Your highlight of the day, not necessarily the match, the day. I mean, it's gotta be the Raul Jimenez goal. Even though he did it, for what with the when that went in, the the scenes was worth it, even if it didn't get allowed. Yeah, absolutely. Your uh, your man of the match? No, it's, it has to be Nevers. Yeah, fantastic. He won the ball every time he came near him as well, as well as the goal and the he, passes. He's a, he's, he's leads, a full package. He leads by example, and your performance rating. I'll say until the seventieth minute, it was the night, and then. It probably went down to around a six after that. Fair comment, mate. And your superpower? <laughs> I, 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 I'm glad Liam said it. To be fair, I think invisibility has to be. It. You could just you could go anywhere with being invisible. Yeah, absolutely, mate. You've absolutely better. I hope you come on. Is this your debut? This is my debut. Yeah, I've watched and it and several times, but this is the first time I've. And how it. was it in the end? It's it's good. I've enjoyed it. I told you, didn't I? Once you've done your first one, it's, it gets easy. It's like Pringles. Once you pop, you can't stop. Yeah. Mate, thank you so much for coming on. Will you come on again? Yeah, I'll come on again if you'll have me. Of course we will, mate. You talk a lot of sense. You're a top lad. Uh, sure. It's good to have the younger generation come on and uh, input as well. I mean, you see the game and you make some great points. So I appreciate it. Thanks ever so much, Kane. Nice one. Thank you. Cheers, pal. Cheers. Uh, that's Kane. Just once again, I do want to say before we get our final guest, uh, a big thank you to Wolf Life. Uh, get on the link uh, in the description below for your entry into win any Wolf shirt of your description, the new, the home, the away, or the uh, third shirt. And there will be a draw on that coming up. I think they're doing it during after the. Uh, when the in, not when the when the World Cup break is how long you've got to enter, so make sure you get in on to that. Anyway, he's got his regular spot on the show because uh, here he is. You like coming on last, don't you, mate? I do, but I've got to admit, I did not offer for the show. Well, it's a long day, isn't it? But yeah, I saw you <laughs> nodding off, but you do, you do do a great job. Have you got your Bush Hill top on again today? Uh, yeah, I have. That's what. What's the SQ stand for? Oh, it's my initials. Ah, fantastic! And how was the? Uh, how was the uh, party? Good. We talked about this, didn't we? Well, prestation. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it was really good. And many a drink um, shared. Where did you watch it today? Um, I watched it with my dad. That is. 
fantastic. And what and how were you feeling as the game went on? Well, first off, I was happy. Um, I thought we were always going to be in for a tough game against Newcastle with the money they spent and who they bought in and how well they start to the season they've had. But I thought we were on top and I thought we were going to get something out of it. But then it's a game of two halves. Second half, Newcastle upped it up a notch and we didn't. And the substitutions were wrong. Um, and yeah, just, just something stupid, silly mistake cost us um, three points and gave us only one. Now, I will say, can anyone tell me how many likes we've got on the video, please? And also, if you're watching, uh, tuning in, it would be amazing if you could consider subscribing to the channel. If you do subscribe to the channel, you can get to comment in the uh, in the chat because I know that everyone that comments is actually a subscriber. And if you want to uh, get on the membership, we've got like over 30 members now in the Discord group, which is fantastic. You can get involved uh, on that, mate. I, I always love getting you, uh, getting you on because you always uh, you're a top lad, and um, you always say it how you how you feel it. Like you say, if you were to describe your emotion at the end of the game, um, your feeling in one word, what would it be? Frustrated. That's exactly how I felt. Frustrated. And what do you think went wrong today? In the end. Well, you've only got to look at you. You've seen the results of my club, Dave. What we've been through, and you know, when we win, we don't win that often. But if you watch the games, we've got some really good lads, some talented lads who put in a lot of effort. And sometimes when they lose, you think to yourself, they didn't deserve to lose. Now you look at today's game of Wolves. If you judge it just by the first half, we didn't deserve to have a point. We deserve to have all three. But then you look at the second half. We were lucky to get a point um, just from that performance alone. So, for me, it's frustrating because these lads, especially we've got a lot of new lads who've come in. We've got Neves, who's just quality all round. Samedo did his job today. And what I mean by that is the only reason why Samedo was brought into the squad today was to stop St. Maximin, or whatever his name is. And he did it to a T. It was brilliant. The guy mate. was just... He did everything right, Smedo, to stop him. So he didn't make much of an impact. He even kicked him up in the air at one point because he knew he was going to get in. Yeah. And to play like to play like sixty minutes with a yellow and still stop him from doing anything was amazing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I totally agree. It looks as if we've got uh, a slight issue, technical issue with Scott. Um, he seems to have frozen. And um, he was basically talking about their uh, St. Maximum and uh, Samedo, who was uh, who was basically doing a grand job in uh, in stopping St. Maximum. And Scott uh, has actually froze. Can you just tell me? Um, can you just tell me in the chat? Can you hear Scott um, at all? He's back. Is he back? He's moving again now. Hello, Scott. You hear me? Yeah, you you literally froze like this. Well, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I talked. I, I did a professional talk to keep it going, and uh, you're yeah, back. I could with do, yeah. about Samedo and uh, and um, and uh, Saint Maximum. 
Yeah, so basically, Sabedo did his job perfect. He held him at bay, didn't let him make any impact. And it was a freak mistake by Hechan that cost us the goal from St. Maximin. But you can't blame Sabedo for that because Sabedo was awesome against him. Yeah. It's just frustrating to see these lads put in a top performance, especially in the first half, and then do their best in the second half to then get let down by the manager today. Because the manager yeah. today, I think, let them down. Triori should have should have come on because um, Triori would have bought a lot more and would have gave us a lot more to create. Um, then Donka should have came on, I reckon, as well, just because of the fact of you know what you get with Dendonka. But he brought Podence and He Chan on. And like you've said, and like many of your guests have said, He Chan's not a man with confidence at the minute. So why would you bring him on in a game where you you need the three points? Do you know what I mean? Like Podence, I get it. Okay, yeah, bring Podence on because, you know, Podence ain't a bad player and, you know, he might create something. But the guy that everybody was begging for was Traore because you know what Traore is going to bring to the table. And I just, I just don't get it. And then when I saw Dan Donker coming on on ninety six minute, and the what's clock is still ticking down, what's the? Yeah, exactly. What was the point of bringing him on? Why not bringing him on at, at, at the same time as Pedence and Wang and thing? He had triple substitution at that point. And you look uh, at Newcastle. I think Newcastle used all their subs, didn't they? As well, all five. Yeah, we got five subs, and he, and we had a bench, and we were starting to flag. And he's, I mean, he's. He, he does make substitutions late. I mean, we've said this before. We've questioned before all last season how long he waits to make a substitution. And sometimes it's too late uh, when he makes is, the, uh, the change. The thing is, if we're leading and we're comfortable in that lead, then, yeah, OK, by all means, make late substitutions. But if you're chasing a game or you're desperate to get the win, then bring somebody on a lot sooner that's going to make a huge impact. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. At least you've tried. But if you're going to bring on players who are not going to make an impact and then bring on a sub at the end of the game for no point at all, like it just seems such a waste to me. It's just a waste. And Bruno is why we didn't get the three points today, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I can't disagree in a lot of what you said there. I've, I don't like being negative. Um, Me neither. It was an ent. No, no, I know you don't. It was an entertaining game. It was a great game, really. Uh, but again, we played all right in the first half, and the second half we just faded away, and we're hanging on. And Newcastle, in the end, deserved the point. And to be fair, we should have won it. Um, we could have lost it again because right towards the end they hit the bar. And then that free kick was gladly, it was really poorly hit. And we ended up in the end grateful for getting a point. If we'd, Can you imagine it? We'd have lost it right at the end as well. To be honest, I had, a, I had a huge feeling that it was going to go that way. Just because after Newcastle did get their goal, it just inspired them more to go for that win. And I thought... This, like, is, the it, this, this is the point with Bruno and his substitutions and stuff like this. And it's something that is becoming a little bit of a trend. Um, but we, let's keep the faith. Let's hope that, you know, can, I mean, do you think we're going to beat Bournemouth or are you worried about it? I think I'd be more worried if we lose to Bournemouth. But if we beat Bournemouth, then I wouldn't worry because I think that gives us the momentum to go on and actually, 
you know, get more points. Like, for me, I know there's a lot of people saying, like, if he loses a Bournemouth game, loses a Southampton game, then he's gone. Yeah, I understand where that's coming from. I get that. But I don't think we should get rid of him. And the reason why I say that is because if you want to build a team around a formation that you're going to start brand new, you use preseason to use these players to use that formation to get them playing so they're used to it. So when the season starts, blah, 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 we're ready. The one problem with preseason was we've signed two players that weren't in preseason. And both of them started today. So for me, it's going to take a while for all of these players to click together, all the, the two new ones. And if we bring in this striker as well, it's going to take them a while to click, and some of the results are not going to go away. We've got some big games coming up that we know probably we're not going to get nothing out of. But if we can scrape a win against Bournemouth, get another... Oh, he's gone with his Wi-Fi again. Um, he'll hopefully pop back in a second. He was just literally saying, um, if we can scrape... He's back, he's back. If we can scrape a win against Bournemouth. Yeah, if we can scrape a win... Sorry about that. If we can scrape a win against Bournemouth... The signings of Guedes and Nunes are only just going to improve and they're only going to get better and make the team better. And this is why, at the minute, I get it's panic stations because, obviously, you know, things are not going our way. But I'll be more worried, like I said, if we lose against Bournemouth. If we could beat Bournemouth, then I'm not worried about anything. Mate, I'll tell you, the thing is, the thing that strikes me, if we can scrape a win against Bournemouth, who have just been whopped 9-0. That says everything. I just think mentally this team has got this. They, they're they not they're, they're, they're trying to grind out a win at the end instead of, obviously, we, the goal was disallowed and quite rightly so, but they've just got this mental thing at the moment. And I, I believe if we can get a win... And get that get this run out of the way. We could be up and be up and running, but it's getting the win, isn't it? And to yeah. be honest, Bournemouth, you've got. If we don't, if we don't beat Bournemouth, mate, because of the situation where Bournemouth in, and it's not going to be easy. And let's face facts, Bournemouth are going to get a reaction. But we've got to have the quality to beat Bournemouth. If you know, if we if we're going to show anything of being a top six side and start climbing the table, and then follow it up again with a victory over Southampton. If we can beat Bournemouth and Southampton, we're up to eight points. Things are looking a bit rosier. Yeah, we've got Liverpool and City there free itch. We know we can give them a game. But if you if you fail fail to beat Bournemouth, it's 12 games. If you fail to beat Liverpool uh, Southampton, it's 13 games without a win. What manager survives 13 matches without a win? I know some of it's last season and we've got things and all the will in the world. Do you stick... But who would they bring in? Who are you going to replace them with? I don't know. All of this investment into Bruno and to his philosophy and the change of style, does it switch back to a back three then? You know, and then where's Cody? Oh, I don't know, mate. So I think they're in it. They're gambling on this coming off and working. But um, the reason why I would say a scraper win against Bournemouth as well is we're playing them at a time where I wouldn't want to play them. Like, yeah, okay, they're not. to play Bournemouth. If they're not having a great season, but they've just come off the back of a 9-0 loss. And if that's me, I'm making sure I'm not losing the next game. I'm giving everything. So Bournemouth are going to do everything in their power to get a win against us. And we're not at our best at the minute. So it's a perfect time to, to nick a win against us. So it's make or break um, for, the, for our lads. They've got to go into that game 
with the desire of like let's punish them just as much as Liverpool did, get the win, you know, and then set us on a roll. But if we lose to Bournemouth, then Bournemouth might pick up a few wins on the, the road and all that, but we are going to be stuck in a rut. It's a, especially when you've got, I think we've got Man City and Liverpool coming soon. Yeah, Is that right? after, after Bournemouth. Uh, Tony Bernardo said, Dave, to be top six, you can't sack the coach. Now, mate, I'm not wanting to sack the coach. I want Bruno to be a success. I so badly want him to be a success. But if you get, but you know, no chairman, no owner is going to preside over not winning any fo- winning football games. It doesn't matter what. At some point, you you start to think, well, what we've got to make a change to try and change this run. And the only way you do that sometimes is by changing the coach. I don't believe it'll come to that. I believe we'll get to the results against Bournemouth. I think we'll follow it up with a win against Southampton, and I think we'll get a result out of one of the two games against City and Liverpool. Call me eternally optimist because that's just the way I am. Scott, you were going to come in on that point. Yeah, I think another reason why we wouldn't get rid of large is we've just bought in two signings that he wants. Yeah. He's got to be given time to work with them. So, yes. he's like, for me, I don't know what why was why they were bought in now and not before pre-season or during pre-season. Well, but, Nunes wanted to play Champions League football and was holding out till the 15th and then agreed to come to Wolves. Um, obviously, Guedes, I'm not sure. This, I, I do agree, it would be, you know, if we'd have got it done earlier, it would, would have been better. Someone, has, someone has said um, here, uh, Chris Huntry says, uh, Graham Potter, why is Potter going to leave Brighton to come to Wolves right now? That is not going to happen. I mean, he's Brighton he's, third in the table last time I looked. Exactly. Uh, Will Farmer has just become a, a member of the channel. Thank you uh, for that, Will. I will put uh, when this is finished. I will go on to the uh, the community tab. I will put on the Discord link and. Um, you can get on the Discord group. So thank you uh, for becoming a member and supporting the channel. It means a lot. It helps uh, continue to pay for all the software and invest, as I've been doing. Will, absolutely welcome. Um, guys, can we all welcome Will and 1877 to the uh, to the members as well? Scott, your highlight of the day. So for me, um, the highlight was the goal. The goal was just epic. Um I know he got a bit of luck when he went through the player's legs, but it's still a great shot, great finish. But the highlight for me was seeing Samedo and Jimenez back in the side. Yeah, starting the starting the game. I think that's and, a good... and long yeah. mate continue because Jimenez was good today. Samedo um, was, was just immense, and if you ask my man of the matches, Samedo all day because Samedo came in and did his job to perfection. Well, I, I, actually. He, it's easy to give it to Neves because Neves today was a warrior on that pitch. Like, if anybody questions his love for this club, just show Neves in that game. He will die on the pitch for this club. That's how much Neves loves us. But Samada today, first game starting in a while, and he was tremendous. Yeah, first game starting in the Premier League. I thought he was he was in, in absolutely immense all over the pitch. He didn't put a foot wrong, really. He was really, really good. And I was going to ask you, your man of the match, and you've already answered that. So, your performance rating? So, if we go on first half, it's an eight. But if you go into the second half, I'm not going to be too harsh and drop it all the way down to a six. I'm going to put it to a seven. And the reason why I say seven is because 
we still held Newcastle at bay. They couldn't get in, and it was just basically a stupid clearance by Hee-Chan that caused a wonder strike from St. Maximin to get them that goal. And yeah, okay, maybe they hit the crossbar at the end, but other than that, it didn't look like Newcastle were going to score. Didn't matter how much pressure they were putting on us, we were doing our job defensively. So for me, it's still a seven. I think, again, like I said, the, the lads on the pitch got let down today by Bruno. Yeah, and if you watch my, if you watch the reaction after the game, guys, um, uh, as well, we give our thoughts on that straight after the match. I think I gave it a seven as well. Uh, I've also put the Neves goal up on the channel, um, the Ruben Neves goal from behind, uh, from the uh, the Stan Colour stand. It's a great, a great capture. So check that out. The international Fian reaction and the full match vlog will be out uh, tomorrow, Monday Bank Holiday. As you say, this. If you are watching this live or you're watching this back on the channel, um, please uh, smash a like on the video. Leave your comments in the uh, in the comment section below. Uh, it lets YouTube know that you're enjoying it. If you if you're watching, but a few new, uh, new people that have subscribed tonight, hey, why not subscribe to the channel? Because you do get great Wolves content. You get to talk to, uh, listen to some fantastic uh, views from the likes of Scott and everyone that's joined in on the Extra Time Live show. If you want to get on to Extra Time Live uh, for the uh, for the upcoming games, just get in touch with Always Wolves on any of the socials, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook and Twitter. And if you're listening to this back on the Always Wolves podcast, please leave us, leave us a writing and a comment. That would be very, very helpful. And for the new members that have joined tonight, thank you so much because it really does support the channel. And we do have a great community uh, to chat. And, it much, you know, you get your little wolf head and they all change colour and you get your little things that you can comment in. So that's fantastic. Uh, Scott, final thoughts. Are we in a relegation battle or are we going to be OK? Let's see how we do in Bournemouth first. Like I say, if we win that one, I'm not, I'm not concerned. If we struggle to beat them or we lose, then I wouldn't say we're in a relegation battle, but I would say something's got to change fast. Well, I think, yeah, that's a very, very good point. Lingardo says, hi-ho to Magic Moss. He's probably watching, actually. He said he was going to tune in. So, fantastic. Roger saying, can't wait till Wednesday or Saturday now for the up to, up, upcoming games. Absolutely. Uh, Scott, thanks for waiting so patiently, even though you did not offer a little bit there. But I, I know you don't mind coming at the end. It's always good to finish the show with you as well. Just hang on at the end uh, for a bit. And, um, you know, everyone in the chat, everyone that's been watching, everyone that's subscribed, and to the two new members tonight, thank you. I will put something on the, uh, the community tab so you can get on the Discord group. When you get on there, please introduce yourself to everyone. It's, we have some good conversations every single day about that with good group. Yes, Scott. My superpower as well. How can I forget your superpower, Scott? What is your superpower? Read people's minds. Reading people's minds. That would be a good one. I wish you... Can you read Bruno's mind? Don't why he brought on... He didn't bring on... Uh, is it the cookies? It must be, it's got to be the cookies, ain't it? It's got to be some good cookies. There must be something that Merv saying up the bush, Scott, as well. Thank you, and, Merv. Uh, Carl saying, keep up the good work at Bushy. One of these days, I'm going to be a guest for you on the on the pitch, and I'll finally get to wear that shirt that you got me secretly knocking around somewhere. 
All right, mate. Thanks ever so much for watching, guys. Uh, love you all, wherever you are in the world, or listening to or watching it back. As I say, please smash a like on the video, subscribe, give a comment, and give a rating on the podcast. Until then, from myself, Scott, and everyone that's contributed tonight, it's been an epic show. We've just hit two hours. From all of us to you, always Wolves. Keep always the wolves. faith. Keep the faith. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.